Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Been an ugly day in the markets today. We cover that today. We're also going to talk about our Ministry of Truth. Uh, that is our new administration that is in power. That uh, you know they called they called Donald Trump a fascist dictator, worse than Hitler at every turn. Projection was always their thing, is always their thing. Everything they said about Trump, they know they are. This is our, again, our Ministry of Truth, the deep state, the permanent ruling class, showing us their true colors yesterday and today. We wrote about it today with our members. was happening uh, with uh, Jin Psaki, the press secretary. Of course, they're coming directly from the uh, permanent ruling class or deep state a.k.a. the Biden administration, pure authoritarianism, pure totalitarianism in its infancy. Yesterday, they talked about a problematic post on Facebook that they're speaking to Facebook about, which means, of course, they're also talking to other platforms. Today, they said that if you're banned on one platform, social media, you should be banned on all of them. It, um, this is fascism. This is, this is what fascism looks like when the government begins to interfere in private enterprise aggressively. Constitution says that's not allowed. First of all, let's cover the markets today. We'll get to all that in just a second. A lot of interesting uh, uh, things happening right now. It's kind of a free-for-all Friday here. Hope you all had a real good week. Unfortunately, it did not end very well today. Uh, we're, look, we're, what, percent and a half away from all-time highs. So, you know, it's hard, it's hard to be too concerned. It, it just is. But when you see these sentiment surveys, it tells you just how far away we are from a market top. It just makes me, honestly... We've talked about this for, for a long time now. It makes us salivate as an investor because we are nowhere near. I would stake my 36-year career on this statement. <clears throat> sentiment surveys that we follow, and some sentiment surveys are more bullish than others. Uh, for a long time, we followed a couple that, that we feel very confident with. Uh, Fear and Greed Index, AAII, we, we track these. We know how they work. And they're straight up bearish. They're straight up not just any more anxiety field or cautious. They've they've really flipped to bearish. And we're a percent and a half away from all time highs. That that I stake my career on this. This is not how bull market tops occur. It is not bull market tops occur when we have a drop and everybody goes, so what? So what? So what? So what? That's not happening now. All right. This is this is actually pretty healthy. Uh, for the long-term uh, personality of, of a bull market. that We're still in the second Europe, by the way. But all right, let's cover the markets real quick. Dow Jones down 299 today, uh, closing at 34687 uh, down eight-tenths of one percent. Uh, our loser on the day was Rust 2000, which has not been trading well. We think we know why that is. It's not good to see, though. It doesn't bode well for the U.S. economy. Surprise, surprise, look who's in power. I mean, this is the Obama economy part two. That's what this is. That's what this is. We just have to have so much more liquidity and corporate earnings are soaring back to such a degree that we still have quite a ways to go before this is going to peak and inflation forces markets higher. There's a lot of reasons to be bullish here. Uh, but again, you want to see small caps perform better. Again, roughly 70% of revenues of small caps come from the U.S. economy. <clears throat> Rust 2000 today down 1.2%. NASDAQ today, um, 
down eight tenths of one percent. Really, pretty much the same percentage drop as we saw in the Dow Jones and SP 500, uh, down 115 points. And uh, SP 500, again, down uh, seven tenths of one percent at 4327. Um, Ten year, you know, yesterday, it's kind of freaked the markets out a little bit. Here we have Janet Yellen. Todd and I were just talking about this. Here we have Janet Yellen, who was the <clears throat> Fed chair, you know, for, for some time, right? Um, until, you know, she, uh, she gave way to Jay Powell. Here we have Janet Yellen that understands inflation at a, like a cellular level, like at the DNA level. She understands what drives inflation. It is money printing. You know, how do you know an economic fraud, uh, a PhD economist that, that's a fraud? How do you know right away? When they're asked about the definition of inflation, they start talking about the CPI. That is not inflation. That's not how you judge inflation. You judge inflation by money printing. It's the very definition of inflation, currency inflation, the level of currency being printed because every dollar bill you print in addition to what's already in circulation is inflationary. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of other things going into consideration, but folks, there's a reason that the U.S. dollar has lost 97% of its value since 1913, the year the Fed was founded, right? There's a reason that the U.S. dollar is worth four cents from 1913 to today, four cents. There's a reason that $100 invested in gold in 1913 is worth $9,700 today. That is the definition of inflation, currency inflation, the basement of your currency. So Yellen knows this, obviously. So... When she comes out yesterday and kind of freaks the markets out and says, "Oh no, inflation's gonna we're, we are it's gonna get worse. It's it's gonna it's gonna get worse the rest of this year." After you know they've been saying transitory, 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 and now all of a sudden, you know when you see a messaging change, you know you know what's coming. So <clears throat> does that concern us? Well, you know we've always had inflation. This is nothing new. The CPI has always been bullshit. Uh, because anyone that's a human being that's ever purchased anything, uh, talk about, you know, your education costs, your, your housing, your rent cost, uh, your health care cost, your uh, elder care cost, uh, food, and food cost, all of these things, and the, especially the hidden fees, the hidden fees that serve as taxes and really inflation, the, all the things that don't go into the calculation of their official inflationary data. We know that inflation's always been more than 2%. There's a great uh, sh- a stat, uh, uh, site that we used to track quite a bit called Shadow Stats. And, you know, they've said for a long time that inflation really is 8% plus a year. I don't think they're that far off. And you can't eat your iPhone. So always, if somebody says technology is driving down uh, in- inflation and it's deflationary, you can't eat technology products. You just can't. So again, it's the way they figure uh, configure these uh, th- these this data is just completely skewed, and uh, again, that's how you know all these PhD economists. Remember, they almost all work for the Fed. They have deals with the Fed. Now they may not be direct employees; a, a thousand of them are. But and you won't hear this written about much. Uh, but books have been written about it. These guys tend to become very obscure very quickly. Uh, because, you know, you don't get invited to the cocktail parties of the Fed if you're talking about their dirty little secrets and what's going on in the closet, right? 
all of a sudden you don't get their hidden scholarships, you don't get their uh, uh, grants. Those those things tend to disappear, and that's why you'll never hear an economist on TV saying what I'm saying now. But it doesn't mean it's not true. It is true, and I challenge anyone to a debate. That's an economist. I'd love to, anyone, anyone out there. <laughs> of course, they wouldn't do it because they would be embarrassed, and they would be they they would hang up on the they would hang up, they would disappear from the debate in about two seconds, and I'd make sure of that. But again, this is really just common sense, and if you've done a little bit of reading, you know that this is this is the reality of it. So I say all that to say this. Coach Yellen knows all this. Powell knows all this. But if the markets were really concerned about massive inflation, what would be happening right now? Well, gold wouldn't be going down, down $17 an ounce today. The 10-year wouldn't be 1.3%. 10-year rates in Germany and Italy now, by the way, too, wouldn't be negative. Broadly negative throughout Europe, negative in Japan. That wouldn't be happening. So the markets are telling you that, yeah, this probably, this level of inflation, we're not going to have hyperinflation. That will be transitory. And Tyler's made a big point about this. The rate of change of inflation is about to take a market change. So we say all that to say this. We're buyers of stocks. Stocks must go higher in this environment. We're just in year two of a new bull market. It's driven by uh, uh, corporate earnings is driven by liquidity. We're talking about liquidity all the time, right? $30 trillion globally in combined fiscal and monetary stimulus. And sentiment. Sentiment's bearish as F right now. You just can't believe how bearish it is. Again, some of these surveys, no. But when you had the fear and greed index, which hit, <clears throat> it, it, I have to refresh my screen to make sure this number's right. It is. The fear of green index hit 23 today. That's extreme fear. Tyler got into both these yesterday as well, but he's continued to plummet. Again, we're just days away from an all-time high. Although I will say, stocks have been, most stocks have been falling for some time. We only have roughly 50% of all S&P 500 stocks above their 50-day moving average. It was 92% in, uh, in May, early May. The internals have been crappy. More stocks are falling than rising. That's been the case now for about three weeks. So I'm not saying that investors aren't right to be spooked. And remember, the last 20 years have been horrible. We just came out of coronavirus insanity. It makes sense that investors would be skittish. Again, the point being, about also the AAI survey is, is 36. So again, market tops occur with euphoria, with investors saying stocks cannot fall. So... We're long-term investors here. Of course, we also like to time. Everyone times the market. If you say you don't time the market, you're really not being honest because everyone times the market. No matter what you do, you're timing. You don't overpay for anything. You're always timing things. Let's be real about that. That's where technical analysis really comes into play here. And uh, also, it's where these uh, our momentum oscillators come into play, and they have not been good. Let's go, let's go ahead and cover those now because I want to I, I want to wrap today with some more political stuff here. It's really not political. It's it's more like a it's like the the ability of our of our country to survive what's happening. Uh, instead of going full on socialism, communism, you could probably rightly say we're already socialists. Now we are, but we're still a republic. 
That's what's in danger. Because these, these fascists that are in power now really want to take things over. But let's talk about the internals real quick. Uh, internals. Market summary today. Under the hood, not good again. Uh, we have had, uh, well, we've had some really horrid readings from our internals for the last, really, more than three weeks now. Um, and they're just not getting better. Uh, three to one negative. NASDAQ today, right at it, advanced decline. Uh, volume was better, two to one negative on volume. Uh, but we're negative across the board, by the way. This has only happened now nine times this year, but it's happening more frequently now. Um, is that? You know what? We just barely were positive on new 52-week highs to lows today. So this is not our ninth day. This is still our eighth day, but it's right there anyway. Um, NYSE, uh, two and a half to one negative advanced decline. Volume, uh, this was not good. 82.8% of volume on NYSE was negative today. But again, this is the pattern. And this is what's been concerning us the most. Not enough to really sell positions here because we, again, we're in the second year of a bull market, long way to go. But it's just been a, uh, it's been a warning sign that until the internals start to improve, the risk is to the downside. Even if it's not a great deal of risk, we should be prepared for weakness. That's what we've been riding. You've been joining us here. It's what we've been talking about. We also think it's not going to last very long, by the way, because uh, and, uh, today, just a great report. Evercore, uh, the, the folks at Evercore, who we, uh, they're just, they're the best. They've been riding this rain for a long time. When we were buying aggressively at the bottom of CV Insanity last year, they were as well. This is Evercore, Ed Hyman, Rich Ross. Uh, and today, they said, and by the way, they're extremely bullish on corporate earnings and the markets. Their target is the SP of 105,000 by year, and that's about 60% higher from here. So they're very, very bullish for the second half. But their estimates for Q2 earnings now are $220 this year. They've been there for a little while. They keep raising those. But the street is at just $185 a share. So they're 220 for SP 500 for this quarter that we just finished. And street consensus is 185 So they're way out there. But they were for Q1 too. And they were even they were on the low side. But they were far more accurate than uh, Wall Street analysts. So we like to go with winners. These guys are winners. And they're very bullish. That, by the way, they are, their, their estimate for next year is 250 a, a share for S&P 500 earnings. That, that'll be on the low side as well, um, almost certainly. So, uh, again, want to put that out there because they've been right as rain. And uh, we, like to, we like to work with smart people. They're very smart people. We're glad to follow them. Um, see what else here. Okay, so I'm going to cover go, uh, commodity watch real quick and then uh, sector watch, and I'll, and I'll finish with some random random uh, thoughts today. Again, gold today down $70 an ounce at $18.11. That's $17, not $70. Down $17 an ounce at $18.11 an ounce. Silver down $0.71 cents an ounce at $25.68. Copper down $0.02 cents a pound at $4.30 a pound. Oil today down $0.14 cents a barrel at $71.51. And Bitcoin... Right, it's broken record time. Right, thirty-two thousand, just just below that, uh, thirty-one thousand nine thirty-one, up three seventy uh, as I speak. And uh, our sector watch today, uh, uh, you know, again about what you expect. You know, eight eight lower, excuse me, seven lower, four higher. Led to the downside by energy down two point seven percent. 
Materials down 1.5%. Financials down 1.4%. Financials, by and large, earnings have been very good. And they're just not getting any kind of a boost today, uh, this week. Uh, I, I thought they would. I, I, and by the way, the financials are, I've seen this happen many times in my career, where they come out with earnings, and when they report, the earnings are not, uh, the reception to the earnings is not good. But what happens next is they bottom in the following week and start to move higher. And these value stocks, cyclical stocks, have really been beaten up. So you're starting to see a lot of interest here. We are beginning to get very interested in this group. And by the way, the same thing applies to the housing stocks. We're not quite there yet. We want them to get extreme oversold. But at this rate, you know that could happen next week or so. And they'll be looking to uh, add positions, particularly in, the, in housing. Not a big fan of the bank stocks for a lot of reasons. If you follow me here for a while, you know. They've had a great year, by the way. I mean, look, Goldman's up 40% for the year. J.P. Morgan's up 25% for the year. So, you know, it's just, uh, again, they got overbought. And now this is a, uh, this is a bit of a pullback here. Um, okay, so this is what we talked about this morning with our clients and yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> again, yesterday, Biden administration admitted they've been colluding with Facebook, which means they're also colluding with YouTube, Google, Twitter, and Instagram as well, to quote-unquote flag problematic posts that spread disinformation about these vaccines. So what they want to see happen is they want to see a lot of people censored, banned, and deplatformed, even more than's already happened. This is brazen authoritarianism. Trump never did this. They called him a fascist tyrant. He never came close to doing any of this. This is our ministry of truth. Hard at work. They did it again today. Uh, today, again, Jen Psaki, the uh, mouthpiece for this uh, socialist, uh, really Marxist government, Jen, Jen Psaki today said that if you've been banned from one social media platform, you should be banned from all of them. So they are not even trying to hide it anymore. This is a straight-up attempt at fascist controls. And if nothing else, it's a shot across the bow. If you're, if you're, if you're an enemy of Team Biden or the permanent ruling class and you're on social media, this is a shot across the bow. We're coming for you. Even if they don't wind up doing it, right? The threat is there, and it's obviously very real. The thousands of people, patriots, really most that have been banned from social media over the years, it um, it tells you where the real power lies, right? It tells you where the, they and they know. By the way, they know that Biden didn't really win. They know that we know Biden didn't win, and we're seeing what's happening out of these uh, uh, audits that are happening in Arizona, Georgia. Georgia's really picking up steam here. About to have the same thing in Pennsylvania. You know, the evidence is just so clear. And they, they know that we know. They just don't care. Because the permanent ruling class has their back. The, this, is, this is where the real power in this country lies. This is the deep. When Trump talked about the deep state, this is that deep state. Uh, and one more point. I, I, I guess I'll wrap with this. We, we shared it this morning on this virus, on this vaccine. How interesting that, you know, the president of Haiti was just assassinated. Turns out, what, eight of those... Uh, tied to those assassins, had been trained by U.S. Uh, military at some point. Surprise, surprise. But he, the Haiti, Haitian president is not the only one to be to die under very... Well, he was assassinated straight up. But also the presidents of Burundi and Tanzania very recently died in mysterious circumstances. So what ties these three together? The presidents of Haiti, Tanzania, and Burundi. As presidents of their countries, they would not allow coronavirus vaccinations to take place. If you think that's just a coincidence, 
then you also might believe that the word naive is not in the dictionary. It is uh, it's a shock, shocking times we live in, folks. Just shocking times that we live in. But the midterms are here, almost here. They really are. You know, they're not far away. We just have to survive for just a, a just a, a year and a few months to get to the point where where Biden and again Team Biden, the permanent ruling class has less power than they have now, unless they can find a way to rig the congressional elections as well. As we remind everybody, they didn't do a good job in 2020 in head to head battles. Republicans beat Democrats 27 out of 27 times, so we all have to be on high alert. You know, with someone, as many people have now stopped seeing, saying, or saying this online. Are they really going to try to keep coronavirus insanity going into next year's midterm elections to keep these mail-in ballot uh, issues alive and, uh, you know, the, uh, the drop boxes uh, and ballot harvesting, keep all this going? through the use of coronavirus insanity into next year. I, I don't see how that's possible. But, you know, uh, what we've learned is to never under, to stop underestimating this group, right? Because they, uh, they, they've been many steps ahead of us for a long time. Um, God not only knows what they're going to do uh, going into next year. It's, uh, it's a little scary. Well, folks, again, as always, we appreciate you joining us here and listening each week. Hope you had a great week, an even better weekend. And we'll see you back here again Monday after the close.